Welcome to Spirits of Whiskey. We explore the wide world of whiskey through the many colorful personalities who make it, promote it, write it, and more. With each podcast, Carrie Moynihan, a certified bourbon steward and bartender, and yours truly, Philip Dobar, director of the Cocktail Collection, interview whiskey's most important names. From high-profile makers, blenders, and ambassadors, to out-of-the-way innovators and remote pioneers. Join us as we discover the people and elements that give the water of life its spirit. The internet and the rise of social media have had a dramatic effect on the spirits industry, helping to create taste communities and fostering the development of what social scientists call associational infrastructure. That's a metaphor for the societal scaffolding people use to find like-minded individuals, build associations, and maintain contact. Our guest today is one of those builders. Doug Stone founded and operates two websites, for whiskeylovers.com and for tequilalovers.com that serve as web-based homes for people passionate about whiskey and agave spirits, respectively. Stay tuned for Whiskey Chronicles and learn all about the stories of Balvini. There's a new expression in the stories range of the Balvini single malt line. It's a 19-year-old called the Edge of Burnhead Wood, and it's a permanent addition to the collection. Expressions in the series, which debuted in 2019, take their names from tales passed from generation to generation of craftsmen who work at the Balvini Distillery. This is the fourth expression in stories. Others in the collection are the sweet toast of American oak, a week of peat, and a day of dark barley. Each whiskey story can be heard on Balvini's website. What's particularly special about this new expression is that it's the distillery's first whiskey made exclusively with ingredients grown on its estate in Dufftown. The Edge of Burnhead, created by David C. Stewart, MBE, the Balvini Malt Master, features homegrown barley malted at the Balvini Maltings and water from the Conval Hills. The timing of this release is 127 years to the day since the whiskey production began at the distillery. William Grant acquired the abandoned Belvini Newhouse and built a distillery there in 1892. On May 1st, 1893, production commenced, as did the rich storytelling tradition that inspired the Belvini stories. On today's Spirits of Whiskey, we have Doug Stone, founder of fourwhiskeylovers.com. Hi, Doug. How are you doing today? I'm very well, Carrie. How are you? Good. Philip, you want to start us off? Absolutely. Uh, Doug, you run an e-commerce website for whiskey lovers. The e-commerce is, is, you know, how we keep the lights on. It, it really was designed and intended mm. to be a community for people who love whiskey. So we have expert content. So you okay. can read about, you know, whiskey from people who have experience and are fairly knowledgeable. We've got a community of people who love whiskey who can interact with each other and share their share the passion. And then we've got the store. Okay. All right. So, so there are different sections on the site where one can explore whiskey, whiskeys of the world, distilleries. I noticed, uh, there's a, there's a rather robust. Yeah. News so, I mean, we have, section. we have content contributors who are from all different, you know, parts of the, of the world of spirits from bartenders to master distillers who contribute content. We also aggregate content from some of the best blogs around the web. So we don't just want to be about ourselves. We don't profess to be. Know anything mm-hmm. more than anybody else, and we want to help other bloggers and other experts who have websites in the in the in the category. We want them to be successful too. So we take a snippet of whatever it is they published, and we put it on our website and drive okay. people to their website. 
So it's part forum, part clearinghouse, again, part e-commerce, but as you said, in order yeah, to keep the lights absolutely. on. And what, you know, more that, that sort right. of makes it sort of sound like it's something we, we do because we have to. Um, it's actually something we do because we love. Right? The focus of the e-commerce is small independent distilleries that aren't available nationwide and in certainly not your lo average local liquor store. You know, that's awesome. All right, so you give right. them a window so, on the world. You so know, we don't try to compete. We're not Grizzly. We're not Mini Bar. Our business model is, mm -hmm. a, you know, a bottle of Wiggly Bridge or Smuggler's Notch or Grand Traverse or a small, another small independent distillery to your door in a week or two. Um, right. Because you just can't get anywhere else. <laughs> right. You know, the, the whiskeys are fairly priced. Uh -huh. We don't uh -huh. charge anybody an arm and a leg. We, we want to help these, more than anything, we want to help these small independent distillers get the product to market. And so that's really what we're focused on. That's great. So how did you get right. this whole project started and how long have you been doing this website? Um, my background is marketing. I'm a marketing guy. I've worked in the hospitality industry. I've run online marketing agencies. And about 10 years ago, when uh, there were three websites called MySpace, Facebook, and Friendster at the same level, I, I view them as uh, sort of the Macy's, Bloomingdale's, and Gimbel's or Marshall Field's of the online world. And what I wanted to do is I wanted to create the Williams Sonoma and the Dick Sporting Goods, you know, the, the specialty sort of community. So my, my idea was to create a bunch of micro social networks that targeted people's lifestyle passions. Nice. Um, I was going to start a business with that. And then um, when I decided, I had a bunch of ideas, but I decided to eat my own dog food for the first community and do whiskey. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I grew up in whiskey. My dad was a big time scotch drinker in, in, in my house as a kid, you know, and teenager and young adult. If you wanted to drink anything that wasn't like, you know, bottom shelf ShopRite vodka. Then you, ha you had to drink whiskey because that's what my dad drank. Every all the white spirits were the cheapest ones he could possibly buy, and all the brown spirits were were pretty decent. So nice. I, I, I grew up a whiskey drinker, and okay. I've always loved it. All right. How long have you been doing this? Ah, when, right. When so when did I start? So the thing started in 2010 as a hobby. Um, I put up the, the blog. I, I cobbled together a store. I put up the, the community, and I started fulfilling the store part of it out of a friend's liquor store in New Jersey. I drive there a couple of days a week and do it out of his basement. Oh, wow. And after after two years of that, in 2012, I got a call from a fellow named Mark Gillespie, who... Oh, Mark Gillespie. Runs, you know, you guys know Mark. Our, our competition right? with the podcast, yes. Yeah, well, you know, Mark's a great guy. He's been around forever, and he's, <laughs> and, and he's you know, he's one of my favorite people. Back then, Mark was also just starting his business, or, you know, he had a couple thousand listeners or something like that. Yeah. And Mark Alessi calls me up one day and says, says where, this is in 2012, where were you last night? And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, why weren't you in Louisville? And I said, well, why would I be in Louisville? And he said, because you won online retailer of the year. For oh, United. nice. And I was like, you know, <laughs> great. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. I'm not what you said, Terry. I was still upset. Accepting the award on Doug Stone's behalf. I was like, are you kidding me? I didn't even know I was nominated. <laughs> so I took that information. With that, I went to my wife in 2012 and said, I think I have something here. I think I want to concentrate on this full time. Um, at the time, the site was called SportsScotchLovers.com. Uh -huh. uh, my wife, you know, agreed. She let, said, go ahead and do it. 
So in 2012, this has been a full-time job. And we immediately, one of the first things we did was relaunch for Scotch lovers as for whiskey lovers. Love it. And, you know, a couple of years later, did the deals. That's awesome. Doug, we noticed the topic of the, the Edge of Burnhead Wood. Uh, the release is on your website's news feed. And these, these are highly anticipated releases and not always the easiest uh, to get your hands on. Do you have a secret yeah. stash of this? Have you had the opportunity to we, taste we it? We never, we actually, that's not true. From time to time, we will have a secret stash. More than what we have, more, mm-hmm. more than having a secret stash. Um, because when you start to have a secret, secret stash, you have to have inventory. When you have to have inventory, you have to have a warehouse. And then you, that's when you, you're, price, that's, these are all the things that create people's prices from having to go up. So we take a different, different approach to it. And we work with a network of retailers around the country. Guys, some of the top whiskey stores in the country, and we're in four of the, or actually we're in all four of the top markets, uh, meaning by state. And so, you know, if it's out there, we can probably get it. You know, there's certain things that, frankly, I'd rather not be bothered with. Um, <laughs> we don't do, you know, I get emails all the time about Pappy McCoy. Uh, it's just not in our wheelhouse. That's the whole thing that we don't. That sort of competitive driving up of prices is something we don't like to be part of. It's a great whiskey. We don't believe it. I don't sure. believe it's worth what a lot of people are willing to pay for it. And I don't want to, I don't, you know, I just don't feel right charging people that. For, it's just not the right thing, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Right, right. They want to use you. And it's, it's like they want to use you as an instrument in their scheme. Yeah, well, I mean, the distillery is a brilliant distillery. Buffalo Trace is unquestionably the most successful distillery in the United States. Um, the way they manage their mm-hmm. brands is brilliant. Oh, yeah. It's, it's the it's master genius. of the, you've heard, we will talk about trickle-down theory. It's the master of the trickle-out theory. And they are mm-hmm. the masters. And some of their whiskeys we can get at reasonable prices, and we sell them for a reasonable markup. And some of their whiskeys, like Poppy Van Winkle, mm-hmm. we, we can't get any, uh, uh, you know, enough of. To be to be able to one of our requisites is, is also something that we'll, we we want to feel that we can offer it to the quote unquote public, meaning we can get our hands on some of it. It's not a bottle. Anybody can anybody can contact me about any product, and we can see if we can find a bottle for them of anything, and that includes a copy. But in terms of us offering it on our website, we're not going to offer it on our website if we can only get one bottle. It's just that's just not right. You know, it's 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 we want to be able to offer products that are somewhat readily available, even if it's only 10, you know, if it's a, a very high-end whiskey, but we can only get 10 of them. Anyhow, that's a long-winded answer. Let's go back to your, your story about the Balvini. <laughs> no, that's Jesus Christ. Well, uh, yes, and have, and have you have tasted, tasted it? it. I, I have not tasted it. I'll tell you that there are very few distilleries that I hold as in high regard as Balvini and Dave Stewart and, and everything that goes on there. Ditto. I mean, these guys, Ditto. I was in Scotland years ago. I, you know, it's like going to France. They say you can't get a you can't get a bad meal in Paris. You can't get anything but a spectacular whiskey from from Balvini. I mean, that's, they're that's just true. amazing. So I'm sure these. I'm sure this release. I've not had it. Is going to be amazing. Your answer on can we get it? We probably can get it. I don't know how many bottles they've released, but the answer is we could probably get it. Um, Have you tasted any of the other three in the in the story series? I've. I have tasted the 25-year-old. I've had, uh, I have a bottle of the 25-year-old actually at home. Um, I've tasted the 30-year-old, and I've not tasted this, this, uh, uh the mash 
I haven't tasted release six of the mash tuna. I've tasted release one, I tasted release two, and I tasted release five. And that was it. That's funny. The only one I've tasted is the American Oak 12. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. 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 It's great. Balvini, the Portwood 21-year-old, to me, especially for the value, you know, for the dollar, it's just an amazing whiskey. It really one of my favorites. Yeah, me too. Um, okay, so one of my favorite things about your website is the Explorers Club. Can you talk about yeah. that and how it came to be? And I've actually yeah. participated in that myself, and I couldn't guess any of the whiskeys that were sent to me. <laughs> so the Whiskey Explorers Club is an idea that I came up with one night at a bar with a fellow named Sam Simmons, who for years was the global brand ambassador for Balvini, and was at the time. He lived in New York. At the, actually, at the time, he was the North American brand ambassador. He lived in New York. And he and I became fast friends. He was a young guy. He was extremely supportive of everything I was doing because I was the first sort of community in the whiskey space. And he was, you know, so he loved it. And Sam and I were out one night in St. Andrews, a bar that I believe is now closed in Manhattan. And we're drinking whiskey and talking at the bar. And over one of our shoulders, I forget which one of us, was a couple. And it was a young kind of a, uh, let's just say a real sort of New York power guy sitting behind us and his date and we heard the guy talking to her about whiskey and how he'll ne- he never drinks anything younger than an 18 year old and any whiskey that something to the effect of any whiskey that's less than 18 years old is undrinkable something along that line wow and and <laughs> and sam and i just like looked at each other and we rolled our eyes sam sort of interrupted the guy and said, hey, I just, I want, I heard what you said, why do you, you know, we started to talk to the guy about it, and we ended up challenging him, this is, this was a blind taste test, we took his tie off him, <laughs> wrapped it around his head at the bar, Sam, because Sam was, was that brand ambassador of Bralvini in New York City, living in New York City, he knew, the St. Andrews guys, he knew very well. And he told the bartender at the end of the bar what we were trying to do. And the bartender brought over four different whiskeys of varying ages. Two, two of them were unaged. One was an eight-year-old and one was a 12-year-old. And he, we put them in front of the guy. And we said to the guy, tell us which one you think is the 18-year-old. And he picked one of the unaged whiskeys. Oh, I love it. <laughs> right. So he knew nothing about whiskey. And we, we, and we, and we, I don't mean not age. I mean no age statement. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. No right. age statement. No age statement. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. He didn't choose right. the white dog. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't, you know, we, had, we <laughs> didn't have anything over 18. We had a, we had two no age statement whiskeys. We had an eight-year-old whiskey, and then we had a 12-year-old whiskey. We mm-hmm. said, which one is the 18-year-old? And he guessed one of the no age statement whiskeys. And we, we just, you know, took a tie off him and looked at him in the eye and said, you know, f*** you. <laughs> <laughs> you know. And... From that, I got the idea that, you know, and it was a very friendly thing we did with this guy. He was blown away. He was a little embarrassed. The woman who was with him gave him a lot of, you know, really gave him a hard time. But, you know, to me, the conversation evolved to, and what was important about it was that the only thing that's important about whiskey is do you like it. What came out of this conversation was a dialogue between me and Sam that was sort of started from this interaction with this guy. It doesn't matter how old the whiskey is, it doesn't matter what it costs, it often doesn't even matter what kind of whiskey it is, because I've had conversations with people who got sick 
in college on Jack Daniels and think that they can't drink whiskey. And then you give them a really nice scotch yeah. and they're like, wow, right. this is a whole different thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. from that blind taste test contest at the bar, what this really applies itself to is a club. And the club is a, is a club where all whiskeys are tasted blind. You get every quarter we send out a pack of four 50 milliliter bottles. Each bottle is generically labeled with a code. The only way our members can find out what they're tasting is to go to our website, enter, enter the code on the bottle and play a game. And the game is 10, I'm sorry, nine multiple choice questions that, you know, when you go through the process, you are basically creating your own tasting notes for the whiskey. At the end of the game, you hit submit. We tell you what whiskey you you actually tasted. We tell you a whole story about the distillery and the people who make the whiskey. Um, we tell you your score in the game. While there's no right answers, um, the quote-unquote right answers are either the tasting notes from the distillery or or someone we hired has credentials in the industry to provide us with tasting notes. Someone's, you know, uh, who's a brand ambassador or someone like that. So at the end of the game, we tell you what whiskey you tasted. We tell you the score in the game, and then we give you a 10% discount to buy that whiskey in our online store. For our members, it's a, it's a great way for them to experience a broad range of all kinds of whiskey. Every type of whiskey ends up in that box at some point during the year. From around the world, free of any preconceived notion of age or price or even type of whiskey. You just put it in your mouth. You say, do you like the taste? And that's what it's about. That's wonderful. Education meets commerce. Do you always, do you use like four different complete, like one is a bourbon, one is a scotch, one is an Indian, or do you use something all, or does it doesn't matter? In a typical box, in a typical flight that goes out of four whiskeys, we will have a single malt whiskey, we will have a blended whiskey. We'll have, and the blended whiskey could be a blended Scotch whiskey, or it could be a blended American whiskey, or you know, just a blended whiskey from anywhere in the world. We'll have a single malt whiskey. We'll have a blended whiskey. We'll have a bourbon, and then the fourth whiskey is a wild card. It'll be a rye. It could be a wheat whiskey. It could be a second of the first three. It could be a second single malt. But every box always has at least one single malt, one blended whiskey, and one bourbon in it. That's awesome. And then, yeah. So how it's many cool. how many members of that do you think you have right now? We are we have now just north of three hundred members. Wow. How long have you been doing uh, the, we, the the club? Yeah, we launched in twenty twenty sixteen. We launched. Okay. Did I did I hear you say you control the we size do of that of the, the size. club? Uh, you know, we were on the Today Show in 2016 or when we launched it. Actually, that's, no, I'm sorry. We launched in 2014, six years ago. We launched in 2014. And in 2016, we were on the Today Show as a Father's Day gift idea. Mm-hmm. You know, 15 seconds on a table with 20 other things. <laughs> and we were the second, you know, we were basically the last one that was aired. And we got aired for 15 seconds. I, I like, I had my whole family in front of the TV. It, it was on, it, it aired, it was 15 seconds. I slumped down in my chair and looked at my family and said, I'm so sorry I made you watch this. I was like, 
I was expecting like a minute and a half on the whiskey, you know, and it flew by, uh-huh. and within 30 seconds, the register... Uh-huh. And, and then the website crashed. The reception is best in my house. Right. I step outside, so I don't want... Um, so, uh, the, the segment aired, and it flew by, and I apologized to everybody for making me for making them watch this with me. Of course, they said, don't be silly. And within 30 seconds, the register started to ring, you, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. within three weeks, we had sold almost a 1,000 memberships. Wow. And wow. we couldn't support it. It, it, was, it was, we grew too fast, too quickly. So we shrunk it down. We managed it. You know, we want to work with small distilleries. We want the distilleries to be able to give us the, the whiskey and not take too much out of their production line. You know, whiskey, you know, distilleries can't, they're, they're, these are distilleries by and large, not all of them, but 80% of the whiskeys in the box are, are again, small independent distilleries from around the world. And sometimes it's just tough for them to, to, to come up with the amount of juice that we need to do the bottling. Right. So we, Sure, you talk about one one thousand times uh, fifty right. ml. That's um, a lot of whiskey, you know. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so I, I know when I got right. it, I just right. did it a one time thing. You're still doing that, too. Oh, when, when you say a one time, so we have we sell we sell two. I guess you could say memberships. So one of them is it's not really a membership. It's something. One is a gift flight that somebody yeah. just wants to send somebody one box. Yeah, right. that's that's what I did. We do that. Yep, that's a one off. And then we sell an annual membership, which is um, four flights over the course of the year. That's very cool. Mm. So, okay. oh, sorry, so go ahead. Go ahead, oh, go ahead Karen. I was, uh, was going to oh, move to the next question. Well, you want to continue a, on that? An, an additional question. Um, so through this whole journey uh, for whiskey lovers, what has been your favorite part? Oh, boy. <laughs> That's a tough question. Um, or what's been the most part, fun? I, I think my the most fun for me about the whole thing is meeting all these people and drinking all this great whiskey. Cool. Uh, you know, I, I went years ago, five five years ago or so, right after I, about a few years after I started this, I took a trip to Scotland. I'd never been. I took my dad. We, we went, we drove, my dad who got me into this whole mess. And uh, we drove around Scotland for 10 days. Nice. Going from distillery to distillery. And the people there that we met and drinking unbelievable whiskey and then people, you know, anywhere I ever go, whether it's a family vacation or I'm just driving down the road somewhere, if I can stop by a distillery and just try it, I, I always try to do it and introduce myself to people, what, regardless, almost regardless of what they make. And like to learn about it. And the people who I've met, and the whiskey I have drank, it's like, what else? I can't, there's very few things I can imagine I'd rather be doing than, than that, that are legal. Right. And I can tell my wife about. And I can tell <laughs> <Right>. my wife about. <laughs> you know, it's like, what, what better, what a better way to make a living? It's, it's, and then mm-hmm. helping them and, and helping, and helping the guys at the distilleries get their product out. And helping the customer looking to buy, find these really cool little distilleries. You know, someone who, who doesn't necessarily want to drink Brand X. I don't want to insult anybody, but Brand X, that's a, you know, that's a 20,000 case a year or more brand. 
they want to drink something that's made locally and got a story and all that kind of stuff. And so to try to connect yeah. those is ultimately the re- most rewarding part of it for me. That's awesome. Um, well, but, speaking of speaking of making a living, uh, you also own a restaurant and bar in the Hudson River Valley. That's correct. Um, so let's talk cocktails. Sure. Um, not not what is your favorite cocktail, but but what what are your go tos? Do they tend to be stirred aromatics, shaken, built? Uh, do they tend to be so whiskey cocktails? Do, um, you know, our our restaurant is also arguably the top whiskey bar on this side of the Hudson. You know, within twenty five miles, and so mm-hmm. we have, but but we're not, but our neighborhood, the village that we are situated in. It's no more of a of a whiskey town than it is a vodka town or a gin or a rum town. So we have to, you know. And which and which village is that? The name of the village is Piermont, New York. And as you also know, I also own another website called For Tequila Lovers, where we sell tequila mezcal. So the cocktails that we have at our bar, the number one selling cocktail is a cocktail that's called the Dougie Style, which is a, a, a mezcal drink made with El Bujo mezcal. The guy who owns El Bujo is a neighbor here, uh, lives in the next town up, and it's an amazing mezcal. So it's a mezcal cocktail, fresh grapefruit juice, and, and pomplamoose liqueur, and a couple herbs, mm-hmm. a couple spices, and stirred, and it's just like going to heaven. Sounds um, delicious. We have, a, mm-hmm. uh, we have a barrel-aged Manhattan. We have a barrel from the journeyman folk where we use their whiskey to barrel age um, Manhattan in the restaurant. Oh, wow. Um, those are, we sell a ton of those. And then, you know, we've got a, a gin cocktail called uh, the Prince Cup, which is sort of like a horsey, con- you know, a horsey set kind of cocktail. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mm-hmm. and that's just, it's, it's just wonderful. So we have a little bit of everything. But if you were sitting at our bar and looking at the bottles behind the bar, 70% of them are whiskey bottles. That's awesome. So Okay. All right. All right. And, and when you order cocktails or make your own, what's your go-to? Or does the menu at the bar, uh, does that reflect your personal taste? Yeah, you know, um, it's, it's, I don't have a go-to. If, if, I'm in a, if I'm in a bar and I don't, they don't appear to have a cocktail program, and I want a cocktail, I'll either usually order a Manhattan or an Old Fashioned. Just because sure. any sure. bartender who knows what they're doing knows how to make that. And I don't have to worry about them screwing it One up. One would hope. Um, <laughs> right. We've, we've, <laughs> right, exactly. We've, we've nevertheless uh, seen, it, seen it done. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, beyond that, like if I'm in a place where, where they seem to have some sort of cocktail program, I'll, you know, I, for, I actually tend to like there are whiskey cocktails I like, but I like I tend to like my whiskey on a rock. I usually don't drink it in a cocktail. Uh, um, same, same cocktails, here. You know, cocktails, I, I, I love mezcal cocktails. I love tequila cocktails. Really love mezcal cocktails. Mezcal is a smoky spirit. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if you're a whiskey drinker, it's not a big step or a big jump to be a mezcal drinker. Mescal. Oh, indeed, indeed. Yeah, Philip so has Philip has recently in introduced fact, me to mescal, and I was surprised because I'm not usually a tequila person, but with the mescal, I was impressed. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite things to do is to is to substitute an aged agave spirit, an añejo, or even an or even an extra añejo, yeah. depending on the yep. juice. 
substitute that for whiskey in a traditional whiskey cocktail. For instance, an extra añejo tequila boulevardier. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, just, yeah. Just, just outstanding. All right. So, Doug, thank you very, very much. This has been a great deal yes, of fun. Yes, Doug, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. We um, look forward to coming out and meeting you in Hudson area and uh, going to your restaurant and throwing back a few of your whiskey cocktails at the restaurant there. I would be delighted to host you guys. It would be wonderful to see you. Thank you for thank you for calling. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Good luck with everything. All right. Thanks. You too. All right, guys. World of Wheezy is up next. Stay with us. Welcome back. On today's World of Wheezy, we're going to discuss the Edgewood Burnhead Wood. Welcome, Louise. Thanks for being with us today. What's going on, Carrie? Happy to be here. Yeah, it's happy to have you. I'm looking forward to the time where we can actually be in the same room again. That'll be nice. I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, even better with a little nip of something in a in a glass. Of course. So why don't you tell us about this new, um, we just talked to um, people about this new expression from Balvini that's in their stories portfolio. And we know it's probably, you probably haven't tasted it yet, but with the tasting notes that we've received, what do you think would go well with this? Well, I read through the notes. Um, it's very cool story. It has me excited to taste it. Um, just off the top of my head, thinking a really simple crostini with a fresh chev or some type of goat cheese, sliced fresh figs, a really green, um, vibrant olive oil. And maybe a little bit of uh, fresh chervil on top would be an excellent snack to accompany this. Uh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, I, I think that would work. All right. Well, we may have to do a tasting coming up and try that pairing out together. Sounds good. Thank you so much for your time on this one, Louise. And we'll catch up with you next week. Cheers. Can't wait to talk to you again. Please visit our website to see our show notes on today's podcast at spiritsofwhiskey.com. That's whiskey with an E. We'll include a link for fourwhiskeylovers.com and the Belvini Stories collection in our show notes. As always, you can see our upcoming topics and guest roster and links to past shows. Thanks for joining us. Until next time. Salon. Spirits of Whiskey is a production of First Real Entertainment and the Center for Culinary Culture, home of the Cocktail Collection, and is available on Anchor, Spotify, and wherever fine podcasts can be heard.